0: Sasha Vzinkov meeting the media yesterday. King's also announcing that they've signed JaVale McGee. How many times this year will JaVale McGee be on Shaq to a Fool?
1: Oh, that would be a great King's Bold prediction. Um, but they kind of don't
0: want Shaq to do that anymore, right? That was a thing. Right,
1: yeah, because he's, like, embarrassing people. And, you know, but he
0: could be on there if Shaq just doesn't go over the top him. and make fun <laughs> of him. Just absolutely and you know, yeah.
1: I mean, it was pretty much the javel mcgee show at one point like he was he was a weekly uh you know a weekly guest if you will on shakton uh let's say i mean he's at least gonna get on once he always just javel's brain sometimes just kind of short circuits and he'll just do insane things like i actually remember one time he was on shakton it was for something he did here in sacramento where he tried to throw like an off a self alley-oop off the glass and he threw it like incredibly hard to the point where it like went to the three point line and he tried to dunk it from the free throw line. Sometimes he just short circuits. And uh, so I'm going to say at least at least twice. And I feel like that's a lot for a guy who's going to play probably like 10 to 15 minutes a game if he makes the roster. I think he's going to play a lot.
0: You I do? I don't think yeah. he's going to play a lot of minutes per game, but I right. think he's going to play in a lot of games. I
1: think you said 70? 70, 70 games? Yeah,
0: and that was based on two years ago, I think, with the Suns, he played uh-huh. 74. Something like that. Yeah. And last year, things didn't work out at all. No, uh, yeah. In it Dallas. Was
2: a
1: nightmare last year in Dallas.
2: Fun fact I learned yesterday. So I think this is year 17 for JaVale McGee, wow. which means if he makes it two more years, he'll have played in the NBA longer than Shaq.
0: That's wow. really impressive. And he's really, he's become a different player over the last five, six years.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. He's really he, rewritten
0: the narrative on JaVale McGee.
1: Right, because he used to pretty much be a laughing stock. like I mean that's pretty much what he was used for he was used for oh here's JaVale who who had this ridiculous play again and like he was really more known for Shaqton than his actual basketball ability and he was kind of just kind of known as a loose cannon and then once he went to Golden State it was kind of like all right let's let's round out these rough edges a little bit and he became a lot more of an efficient player I think that's more what he's yeah. leaned into now is just do what you do and do it well and just don't, don't do anything else.
0: One of the things that people say about the Warrior coaching staff is that they are do a really good job over the years of putting players in situations and, that are advantageous to the players. Right. But a guy like JaVale McGee, in addition to that, you got to give him all the credit in the world for responding to that coaching. Like, yeah, you do this, this, Absolutely. this. You don't do those things well. Don't do those things. Do this, this, this.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look at guys, you know, like Nick Young and J.R. Smith, who kind of also are from that brain short circuit uh, kind of collective of, you know, those guys are almost uncoachable. It's like, you know, you just got to kind of live with the bad a lot of the times with those guys. And JaVale, to his credit, like you mentioned, he he's really cut all of that stuff out of his game. And that's why he was able to be on three championship teams. I mean, those Warrior teams and that Laker team, like when you're playing with that at that high of a level with guys like Steph and LeBron, what they require out of their role players is so like what they demand from them is so high that you, you can't, like, if, if you're messing around or, you know, you're not locked in, you're not focused, they'll pull you off the court and you won't see the floor again. And it's, again, just like you said, it's credit to him for being able to yeah. kind of really change that about himself, the person. Like,
0: I know Joe Lake of the owner of the Warriors just said this week that he saw some similarities in uh, James Wiseman's case and uh, Trey Lance, which I could, you know, obviously there are some similarities. But the big difference to me is – Trey Lance did everything they asked him to do, and he got hurt, and he just right. wasn't progressing. Whereas I, James Wiseman resisted what they were teaching him. Yeah. it's like, that's Steph Curry. Why are you shooting? Why do you want the ball? <laughs> He's the guy that should have the ball. Right, And absolutely. he just didn't,
2: he didn't want to play, a role. play that way. Yeah. yeah,
0: he didn't want to play that way. No, he, so that's a, that's a significant difference. But again, to JaVale McGee's credit, he realized, wow, okay, there's an opportunity for me in that too. Exactly. And he made the best of
1: it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, speaking of Trey Lance and the 49ers, we have here... Next week, week from Sunday is the opener, so we have forty nine hundred Yeah. Good, bad, and ugly news. See there's good news? Wait,
1: there's I think are there's, you sure there's good news yeah, somewhere? Yeah, there's gotta be some good news. That they have two kickers now. Sorry. <laughs> well go ahead, go ahead. maybe you'll disagree. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please, if ahead. I if
0: I, you know, frame something as good or bad or ugly and you disagree, <laughs> no, please. please let me know. I got you. Yeah. Good news, John Lynch said, and this was he said Wednesday, uh kicker Jake Moody is quote, tracking well, end quote. <laughs>
1: Sorry, sorry, good. <laughs> Tr- tracking well
0: <laughs> uh-huh. as far as his recovery from sure. a quadriceps strain. Uh-huh. Team likely will add a kicker to the practice squad, which they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lynch said that Moody initially thought he had fatigue in his leg. Mm. Quote, it turned out to be a little bit more than that. I'm just glad he talked with the trainers. We were able to address it. Now he's on the path to getting better. I still believe we've got a rare talent at that. I'm sorry. A rare talent at that position is going to be our answer there for a long, long time.
1: What is so fun? <laughs> just, just the fact that him getting healthy is is we're just spinning that as good news. No, it's just. Uh, I mean, it, I guess if he wasn't healthy, at least there's uh there's a there's an excuse or a reason for for why he's that's uh, it. He's been struggling. I guess. Um, you know, it's 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 better than just the reality of maybe he was just missing kicks. Uh, at least you can you can again, yeah, put the blame or the reasoning on something, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, it is it is good news that he if he is getting healthy, because uh, if you are going to take a kicker in the third round, you better yeah. get as good of a look as possible at him, because you're going to have to try and make that work, and uh, you know at this point it, it it seems like they're they're not gonna go the Robbie Gould route and if if it doesn't work with Moody or if he can't if he's not going to be healthy for week one uh yeah they just signed uh this this kicker from from the Steelers right is Matthew
0: Wright yeah he spent training camp with the Panthers he has kicked for the Steelers ah. Jags and Chiefs you touched on the key to this there clearly to me is an implication there I don't know if the 49ers have come out and said it but the implication is Moody was
1: hurt. He didn't know he was hurt. Right. So of course he wasn't kicking well. Right. Exactly. In games. But in practice, I don't know. That's the thing that's like, okay. That's because in practice, I kept hearing multiple 60 yarders just drilling everything. But then. You know, once it came to game time. But, you know, whatever. he He's had now, what, two weeks? He, he didn't play last week. Obviously, no game this week. And then he'll have until next yeah. Sunday to, to kind of get th- fully recovered. This is good news. This is. this I is not good see news. this I'm sorry. good news? It's funny news, but it's good
0: news. Good news. Brock Purdy should be fresh after a deload week.
1: <laughs> which is kind I'm of really the 49ers sprinted. term
0: for load management. Yeah, It's a deload week. Um, why wasn't he throwing much in Monday's practice? It was his deload week, Lynch said. And you know Kyle Shanahan spoke on this as well. In a typical week, Purdy might throw the ball 700 times. Cut that in half this week as part of the long-standing plan to get him ready for the season. Okay. Quote John Lynch again. This was Wednesday. Uh, this week was going to be set up for let's freshen it back up and give him the opportunity to go into the season as fresh as he can be. I don't have a crystal ball. But I would imagine he will go into next week feeling a lot better, just because the volume was reduced on him this week, and that's all part of the plan. End quote.
1: Sure, absolutely. I mean, again, it feels like we, we might be spinning this a little bit. Of quarterback is isn't throwing as much because you know they're concerned about fatigue and and you know further injuring arm, but. Sure, I mean, yeah, the the fact that uh, he'll be he'll be well rested, right. is, is the positive. To spin. me, there's
0: one flag. That, I don't know if it's a red flag. It may orange, be orange,
1: maybe. Yeah, orange yellow. flag at least where
0: he said, "I would imagine he will go into next week feeling a lot better." I, I feeling imagine. a lot better. What?
1: So that implies that he's not feeling exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, they never yeah, said that. They, they were careful not that. to say that. Well, they haven't said a lot of things, uh, as as has been uh, noted by multiple media members. I mean, it's uh, I it's it's far for say, the course at this point. Yeah, pardon me if you say you know he'll be really fresh. Okay, but he'll feel a lot better. <laughs> a lot better.
0: <laughs> then yeah. what?
1: What's the problem? Yep. Anyway, I mean, that's the good messaging. News. Yeah, that's okay. That's. <laughs> That's okay, sure, yeah. Again, I think feel like we're spinning it a little, but yeah, it is oh, okay. in terms. But relatively, that is good news for the 49ers. Absolutely, I mean, compared to what you're about to get into in terms of bad news, bad sure, news that is, is very all good simple. News. It just remains factual. A fact. Those are facts. Bosa remains unsigned. That is bad. a fact, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's no positive spin on that at all. They they need him. Uh, they you know, as the again, this is uh, one next week is is the ramp up for game time. It'd be nice to have your best player you know just just in the building and uh you know getting getting some reps and, and sharpening I need them on the field sharpening some iron and yeah it's uh you know it's it's definitely to the point where it's it's concerning you know the 49ers have been trying to hold off the level of concern for for months now and here we are a week before the season starts and still nothing done
0: I still think they'll get it done but to your point it does make you a little more uncomfortable given the way we know that the 49ers haven't been totally forthright about a number of things here in the last yeah. few weeks. So now everything's fine on Bosa. We're not comfortable with it,
1: but it'll be fine. What's really going on?
0: Right? There is yep. a level of anxiety. Exactly. Maybe it wouldn't be as high. Rightfully
1: so. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You just Especially with all of this. I mean, just everything that's gone down this offseason, it's just like you, you would want as much good or, or – unquestionable things as, Positive, as possible. Yeah. Exactly. That's the
0: good news uh, on the, that bad news is as soon as he signs. Okay. It's over. Yeah. The yeah, problems
1: no longer exist.
0: Uh, the ugly George Kittle didn't practice this week after aggravating a groin strain. Do you, did you just call him Den- ugly? No. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, very handsome lad. Uh,
1: he's healthy enough. No, the uh, Gotcha. You said yeah. the ugly George Kittle. You oh, I said yeah. it with no, ugly, no comma yeah, comma. George Kittle. There we go. Yeah, there
0: we go. I should have been more clear okay. on that. I was
1: just like, man, I mean, he's got that that luscious hair. I'm he like, does. Come on, man. Of course.
0: The 49ers hope hope he's healthy enough to practice next week. But a groin strain for George Kittle, that again is one of those, he yeah. set out the first two games last year with a groin strain, mm. and he has missed now 16 games in six seasons yeah. because of the way he plays. He takes a pounding was, and he's yeah, wasn't fully healthy last week. I was week just going to say, in you're, the you're, you're t- finale.
1: telling me George Kittle's hurt? What? I've, I've I've never heard that before. And, you know, groin is not something, obviously, that you, that you want hurting. That's something that lingers, and you just got to kind of let it heal naturally because it, it's just not going to get better, especially, yeah, I mean, when you play a physical style like George Kittle does, but also as a route runner, like, you know, making cuts is – Kind of, you know, you kind of need your you just need your lower body intact yep. as much as possible, and so you know, and you know, Those as Kittle hurt. Kittle's frankly starting to get get up there in terms of age and experience. Like it's 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 something that should be monitored one hundred percent, especially you know the Forty ers offense could could use as many weapons as as they have. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what makes them so dangerous. And as you know, Christian McCaffrey's got injury risk, and and Debo Samuel has, has a long history of injuries as well. Like. It's, you know, you, this is just so not the way they play. You, you want to start as, yeah. as healthy as possible. And they should play that way. I'm not saying they, should, they shouldn't absolutely. play that absolutely.
0: Yak, yeah. and they play so hard. Right. I'm not a doctor, and if I were, I don't think I'd okay. be a, a groin doctor. I would not want to be that. I wouldn't really want that to be. be you know, choice. maybe if the groin doctor's out and they ask me, could you fill in and take a look? Maybe. But maybe. my point is, uh groin strain last year and then a lingering groin strain this year already –
1: it's just not good. I mean, it's just not a. Especially uh, as we've seen, the forty nineers' backup tight ends have been uh, less than ideal. You know, Cameron Latu as well is is hurt as well. So uh, in a position in which they already felt like they they right. needed some. I mean, depth. if this were Week Six or something, you'd be yeah, these yeah, things exactly. happen. But
0: the season hasn't started no, yet. Hasn't
1: even started yet. And the fact That's that a concern. And again, groin is something that just kind of lingers. You know, it's it's something that you gotta you gotta let heal naturally, or else. Sounds like you're a
0: groin doctor
1: now. Nope, not definitely not that. Definitely not. You're GDMD, Mm -hmm. groin doctor, Mm -hmm. medical doctor. Mm -mm. Nope, nope. I'm staying away from there. Uh, no, absolutely not. There's you stay away from there if you want to be the groin doctor. You're gonna have to. I I, I would rather do, I I can be a brain surgeon. I'll, I'd rather probably do like feet than than a podiatrist. I'm good. I'm, I'm so good off that. Gotcha. I'm okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't I'll, I'll keep that to you. Yeah, I, I didn't mean I, to make you uncomfortable. No, just, I'm, I con- I'm just to not doing it. I'm just not doing it. The level
0: it. of uh, expertise that you very, were speaking I'm
1: from. very comfortable in saying I'm not doing that.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, somebody's got it. And whoever's doing it, I hope they're able to fix up George right. Kittle. I hope so. Up next, is this the easiest who would you rather be ever? Something about this I'm not quite fathoming. Next year with Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Little Foo Fighters, huh? Whitey and Watkins, the best, the best, the best, the best of us here uh, with the big holiday weekend approaching. Chris Watkins, I didn't understand this. Maybe there's more to this than mm-hmm. than than I realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Athletic has a series going on who would you rather be, this team or that team, right. or this team or that
1: team. I've seen that, yeah.
0: The one, and I think it was yesterday, actually. I saw it today. Who would you rather be, the Dallas Cowboys or the San Francisco 49ers? Now, I know that we are the home of the 49ers sure. here uh, this season. Very excited about that. I'm trying not to be biased. When I just – I look at that and go, that's not a serious question, is it? No. But,
1: it should right, Is it just me or no. is there – yeah. No, definitely. Why I mean, would
0: you want to be the Dallas Cowboys if you could be the San Francisco
1: 49ers? Especially, I mean, like especially, yeah. I mean, all things are, are pretty much equal in terms of championships and then – just, I mean, when you consider all the non-championship years, it's like Dallas really hasn't been hyper- what, they haven't- have they even reached the NFC Championship game since they've won the Super Bowl last? I, I Like, they've- they've I had a huge so. drought of, of- especially like in the early 2000s, like they were they were just an average team, and recently, yeah, they've kind of started to to get back to the, you know, the Cowboys of having some mystique behind them, but- they're a perennial postseason successful. early round loser. Yes, absolutely, and you know the, the Niners, 49ers are perennial late, late. round. Exactly, <laughs> they at least—I mean, again, they, at least they give you the illusion of of hope. You know, there's they have a chance. They've been in the dance now, you know, twice in the past. What five to five to seven years uh, with Colin Kaepernick, and then with, with Jimmy G a few years back. Like, they're they're not winning the Super Bowl, but they're at least getting close enough to where. You know, it's it's fun season. It obviously means that you're more successful. They've had more like significant players. You know, the Cowboys are are routinely just swinging for the fences with just big names, and uh, you know the Niners have actually put some some really good talent out there. I mean, before Terrell Owens was a great a good Dallas Cowboy, he was a fantastic Forty Nine er. Like even some of their best players. Like if you just go player for player. Niners have the edge in every single facet.
0: It just comes down to, if you're going to entertain that question at all, who would you rather have running your team, Jerry Jones or Kyle Shanahan? Sure. And it's a fair question. Sure. Uh, the way things have gone of late yeah. especially. And Jerry has done, and the Cowboys have done a good job of late of drafting. They've drafted some really impressive talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they still haven't won, and they their coaching, I think, has been um, lackluster. To say the At least. the very least. Yeah, to say
1: the least. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I, the I Jason the, Garrett era. You know
0: this right now, it's pretty clear. Well, the 49ers have the momentum going, but as yeah. we've talked, and I don't mean to, you know, wander back down that well-trodden path, but it's a matter of where the 49ers go this year. Right. And are they going to start uh, sliding backwards a little bit, which would cause a lot of the things that the 49ers have done to come into question? Or is this, are they continuing to advance? Yeah. Will they get the confirmation that, yes, we're doing it the right way. Definitely this year is so pivotal.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, this the Cowboys really... are not doing
0: it the right way because they haven't won in forever. No,
1: they haven't. They haven't won. And there's really no there's no reason to believe. I mean, you know, Michael Parsons is is incredible. And uh, I think Tony Pollard's going to have a massive year this year. But I don't really think that there's uh, a, a path for the Cowboys to, like, win a Super Bowl in the next two to three seasons, like and obviously the 49ers have this championship window that's been discussed much time. And as you just kind of laid out, we don't know how long this window is going to be extended, but it's still, even now it feels like, even if the question weren't to be in NFL history, even if the the question was right now or for the next five or 10 years, who would you rather be? I still think that the answer is the
0: 49ers. I do too. Yeah. I think that's an easy one. How many teams do you think right now, actually have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. One of the reasons I ask question. that is because you've got Aaron Rodgers down, of course, the Jets. Sure. And I don't blame them, I guess. They're under the spotlight, and Aaron Rodgers is uh, saying, we, we have a legitimate chance. We're embracing that. Good for them. I don't know that they do. Yeah, um, Dallas, to me, is, I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. I don't like you. I don't see them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Chiefs, maybe Cincinnati, maybe yeah. 49ers, the
1: Eagles. I think there's really only a handful. It depends how tight you want to be with the, you know, who can win. Like I think the Cowboys could win a Super the Bowl. NFL, like, yes, there's definitely. a universe one out of a hundred times where the Cowboys could win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Eagles. the 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 Forty Niners obviously have a shot. And. In terms of the NFC, that's that's probably it. I don't know. Do, why did you want to throw the Detroit Lions in there? It seems like everybody's pretty throw much them got in, there. Them. in
0: there. I thought they're already in there. That's what that's... I
1: thought. I know. I was like, I don't. It seems <laughs> the way everybody's talking about them, it seems like the the Lions definitely have uh, have the best shot of being. I Super Bowl do League.
0: think, as obvious as that is, we probably should wait till they get into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and then you know if yeah. they do that, then next year maybe we put them in that category. I would like that. Right now, it's I would like probably that very much. unless Dan Campbell is able to get the NFL <laughs> to approve the live lion on the sideline or
1: actually biting people's kneecaps off, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: or some combination thereof. Yeah, probably can't say that they're a legitimate okay. Super Bowl contender. Mm. Again, we know Music it's the NFL. to my ears. Thank you. Crazy things can happen,
1: but yeah, yeah but I don't, that'd be insane. So. Uh, okay, and then yeah, I mean that's really it from the NFC. I'm I sorry. Don't, to me, the Jets are not one of those teams. I don't think so either. I, I, that's another one where I kind of have to see it first. Like I, I think that you know the team was much improved last year, but you know, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is a massive upgrade over Zach Wilson, but still tons of questions with that offensive line. They still have a ton of new pieces and. Frankly, I mean, this is going to be a massive season for Robert Sala. Like, if they don't find, uh, you know, if, I think if they don't make it at least past the first round of, of the playoffs, like, he's probably going to be fired. So, he, he's really got to prove it this year, in my opinion. Uh, they,
0: they're they not going to stink or anything, I don't think. I don't think.
1: think so, no. Definitely I'm not. not. But, but I mean, but they're also in a very tough division. Like, they're in a division yep. with the Bills and with the Dolphins, who probably are going to be really good as well. So... You know they're probably going to be one of the lower seeds and have to play a really good team in that first round. Did you see reports that the Dolphins and I think the Packers were willing to make Jonathan Taylor
0: yes like the highest paid running back? But apparently the Colts didn't like what they were going to get back for him. Yeah, so it's like, well, if he's not worth what teams were offering and those teams are willing it's to pay him so all weird. that money, where it's, where are we with Jonathan Taylor?
1: It, not just Jonathan Taylor, but again, I think this is just a bigger... How can he not be worth yeah. giving
0: an extension to uh, and still be worth more than the other first teams round are willing to give up. you.
1: Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. Like this whole this is just a, a massive example of like what has been going on with running backs really all off season long. Like they still have value, but they're not supremely valued. But also some running backs are, and it depends what team he goes to in terms of how they value. Like it, it's just a mess. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that whole situation, the Packers kind of emerged as as random late, late addition to the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes. Yeah, I mean, they have two running backs who I thought they were really fond of and A.J. Dillon and, uh, and Aaron Jones. But, you know, I guess with with a rookie quarterback or, you know, not a rookie, but uh, Jordan Young. Love kind of getting in there for the first time, I guess it's it's not a bad move to, to you know, have a, a, a decent run game to, to fall back on.
0: Miami, to me, the fact that, if that's true, the fact that they were that interested, in Jonathan Taylor tells me, they think they have, like, a puncher's chance yes. or better. Yeah. I think they feel like, we've got a shot now. We don't mm-hmm. know how long we'll have that window open, but they feel like they have a chance right now.
1: Definitely. I mean, yeah. That I mean, they they made the move for Bradley Chubb. They bring in uh, Toronto Armstead. They bring in Jalen Ramsey. and. You know, they Tua. I don't know if you've heard. They've made a big thing of Tua learning how to fall now. So he, I get. What was I it? He's so. taking taking jujitsu or something, and they've taught him how to land properly so he doesn't bang the back of his head on the turf. So was I mean, that yeah. ever a problem for
0: you playing football,
1: banging your head He's on falling. the
0: turf? I don't know. I always knew. Maybe because I used to slide as a little kid, it's like falling. I always knew, like, yeah, it's no big deal. Falling down was never a big deal.
1: I mean, getting shoved even in basketball, you know, when you had to do
0: drills and like on the hardwood, it's like, yeah, no big deal.
1: I mean, I was always a bigger kid, so like there would there would be not many people who could push me down. But in football, I mean, that's kind of the first time where you're going against these. You know, you go up to to Antelope or, I don't know, you go up to, to the North and, and there's tons of kids who are, you know, lifting hay bales and stuff on the weekend, doing actual real work, and it's like, oh, okay, that's like what real functional strength <laughs> feels like. So, like, when I would go against those guys, it was definitely like a learning experience of like, oh, like when you get shoved, like that's kind of different. So I guess a little bit, like maybe is going through a little bit of that where it's like you've just never been – hit by people who are that significantly stronger than you. Uh,
0: And then, quick here, talking about the... Jets. We know that uh, Robert Sala had the speech for them about the crow and the eagles. Yeah, yeah. Did you, trying to I know out you saw happened. the video yesterday. Verlot sent it to us. Video of a seagull. Yes. flying with a oh, seagull my. standing on its back. Yeah,
1: it was wonderful. It was like very Titanic esque. <laughs> yeah, was and the seagulls
0: just like, "What's up?" Yeah, yeah it was other, just like yeah. a
1: launch pad almost. Yeah. And he was, like, or I don't know, maybe the seagull got tired. It was a uh, yeah, never never seen anything. Guys, like that. the only seagull that will ride on the back of a seagull <laughs> is a seagull. Another seagull. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to be that seagull. Which one are we? Coach, I don't understand. <laughs> I, still, I still don't understand what he was trying to say. Coming up, what if I told you the
0: league that's very anti-gambling just released their own slot machines? That story's next year on Why you Walk in Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports
2: Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings General Manager Monty McNair joined the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross this morning. You can listen to the full interview right now at SACtownSports.com and on the SACtown Sports YouTube. This morning, the Atlantic Coast Conference extended invitations to Cal, Stanford and SMU to join the conference, meaning that there will be 18 teams beginning next season. Those are your headlines. Let's return to Whitey and Watkins.
0: Jerry Reynolds is going to join us today. See Jerry joining us at 1230. See what he thought of uh, Sasha Vazinkov's press conference and the JaVale McGee signing. I know you were at the press conference yesterday. Yes. And they didn't even wait for you to start
1: it. They did not. It was very rude of them. I, uh, I tried to tell Brendan and Frankie, I was like, hey, can you guys stall for me? Like, just... Ask a really long question, maybe maybe even just talk to Monty and Sasha and say, Hey look, like Chris is he's on his way and he really doesn't want to miss this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: Sasha has things to do.
1: I guess so, you know, I guess I guess so. You know, he seemed uh, he seemed like he was just getting settled in town. He talked a little bit about uh, you know, his his adjusting to, to life here and it seems like he, he just kinda got here a couple days ago and is still settling in a little. So, you know, it's very a,
0: confident, not the least bit nervous. No, not at all. Not the least. Not bit. even
1: a little bit. Like, didn't seem like the. He's
0: not a kid. He's not twenty three. No, no. But you know,
1: I, I still think even then, like people come over and are just very unsure of themselves or how they're gonna fit into the NBA. It seemed very. I mean, I think even one of his lines was, "I don't not, don't really like to talk about it. Like, I just want to show it on the court." And that was that was really the big thing where I was like, "This guy, like, that's." That's gangster. That was really gangster of him. I was like, that's, that's exactly what you want to hear. You asked me that question yesterday to start the show. Like, what would be the number one thing that you would want to hear from Sasha? And when he said that, I was like, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. It's just like, I'm like, all talking is fine. I can tell you about my game, but I would much rather just show you who I am. And uh, he, he's just very confident in his abilities.
0: Every time we talk about the adjustments for players. Coming to the NBA from overseas, I'm reminded of Facundo Campazo. I think I've mentioned him before. He played uh, last year a little bit with the da- uh, Dallas Mavs, year before with Denver. He
1: was a and great passer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He had been asked about the the hardest thing about making adjustments, and he said the trash talk just killed him. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That is he hilarious. He says, like, oh, it's just so much.
1: <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It's like Jordan Poole. Like, uh, yeah, they, that great uh, Damian Lillard clip where he's like, This dude on the bench is just chirping at me, and it ends up being Jordan Poole, but... Yeah, I mean, like, there's just a level of confidence and trash talk that happens in the NBA that probably, yeah, just doesn't happen universally what you around doing? Europe. I'm
0: playing basketball, yeah. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure Sasha, he, but you know what? Frankly, Sasha seems like that when, like, you know, I obviously don't know the guy. I haven't seen him play on the floor, but he seems yeah. like the kind of guy who would be completely unflapped by that. Like, I agree. I think I, he would just play right through I
0: it. I appreciated Compazzo's honesty, but yeah. I was just floored <laughs>
1: that he would admit that. You just it say bothers It bothers me when to they me. talk. Yeah. And you know what that's not going to do is make <laughs> right. Well, one, well, once be, that gets out there, it's be like quiet. he doesn't like it. Guys, him. come on! Hey, guys, come on! We're all trying to be professionals here. Can we just can we tone down the talk? Like, yeah, that's not going to work. That's just yeah.
0: Where Where do you think the uh, <laughs> the NFL is with gambling right now? Are they? I, I'm having a hard time. Are they pro gambling or anti gambling because they've cracked down on player gambling? But now, according to the Las Vegas Review <laughs> Journal, NFL Super Bowl jackpot slot machines uh, have debuted at oh, casinos boy. in Southern Nevada? No, California, <laughs> okay. uh, Oklahoma, and Connecticut. They will show up in Las Vegas, Arizona, Florida, Massachusetts, and Oregon this month. So, yeah, NFL Super Bowl jackpots,
1: slot machines. It's those NFL will be in, brand slot machines. Interesting. I wear in Southern California, like Indian casinos? I would assume stuff. I mean, so. yeah, like I, that's that's interesting that that's one of the first places I would have just done Vegas. I mean, you got a franchise there and everything, and – uh, I mean, that's interesting. I the mean Super Bowl's in Vegas this year. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. That's gonna that is going to be bonkers. Uh Do you
0: remember a few yeah. years ago, as Pro Football Talk points out, wow, that's crazy. Tony Romo, this was probably around twenty sixteen. He was hosting a fantasy football convention at a hotel owned by a casino. And the NFL said, nope, no, you're
1: not. And now they're they're creating their own slot machines. Oh, I mean yeah. just I wait, are we trying to say the NFL is being hypocritical, there's no way. The thing about the Romo thing, there there was no gambling on the property.
0: It was just out of place owned by a casino. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, how far
1: they've came. mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're in bed with, I think they're DraftKings, right? I don't think they're FanDuel. Uh, And then, you know... (laughs) They, but at the same time, yeah, they're suspending players left and right for half the season for, you know, granted gambling on, on NFL games, but or at least on NFL campuses. But, you know, yeah, it's totally fine if they, you know, put slab their logos on there and, and throw all the other teams logos on there. You can, it's not that they don't like gambling, it's just they don't like their players gambling, which... You know, is is just that's a great message. To it's send, even right? more
2: hypocritical than you thought, Chris, because they have deals with DraftKings, FanDuel, and Caesars oh, as Tremble? official partners oh, of sure. the NFL. Oh, Goodness money, gracious! Money.
1: How does that even make sense? How is nobody upset about like how how does FanDuel or DraftKings not have like an exclusive? Like why wouldn't you? I don't know. Whatever. I, I would just definitely we'll need to try go and around.
0: Negotiate. I guess so. I haven't seen these slot machines yet, but if they'd asked me, they should have uh, <laughs> for help with the design. I would have had each one would have been like a quarterback with a helmet, and then you grab the arm when you pull it down, and then uh-huh. the quarterback goes, oh, I'm hurt. or Like
1: Kirk Cousins or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the Kirk Cousins from, from yeah. quarterback. Or, you pull his yeah. arm
0: down, you know, you have the slot machine, yeah. or maybe throws the football or something, and he
1: goes, oh, my arm. I think they should do, like, a ref or something that has, like, the goal post, like, the, you know, how, oh, like okay. when they say the field goal is good, and, and then you just kind up, of pull yeah. it, and okay. then, you know, the arm goes right back up. <laughs> That would be mine. That's a pretty good yeah, idea. Yeah, too. something like that. But uh, honestly, it's a really good idea because, you know, when, <laughs> I, hey, frankly, like, I, I mean, I don't gamble at all. I especially don't do slots. It just feels like you're throwing your money into a machine. you've been
0: there and you maybe you play slots a yeah. while, and I've I nothing against people that do it at all. But if you're in a casino and you watch some people and that's they just, just th- throw yes! cash in there, it's just, it's almost like it's going to happen even... eventually. Uh, they're robots. they're on
1: just robots. They yeah. themselves are the machines. They yes. like mold yes, into the yes, machine and just brainlessly put uh-huh. money in there. Yes. Have you ever heard that's Mike Sheshewski
2: talk about that before? No, he, sir. He he's one of those people who will go to Vegas and just sit at the slots all day because he says, My job requires me to do so much thinking. I love just being able to turn my brain right. off for I hours at that. a time. And wow. also I
0: guess the math of it would be the more I do it, the better it's my gonna win and I can't point. stop and think about it. Right. I just the more pulls I get the better my chance to win.
1: See, but, like, as a casual. Ow, my arm.
0: That would get annoying, yeah. too. If
1: yeah. Ow, my arm. <laughs> Ow, my arm. Ow, my arm. Like, yeah, that's, no thanks. I, I mean, when I go, if I were to do a slot, like, I would traditionally go to something that's like, oh, Wheel of Fortune or Game of OV Thrones. Two. or I mean, definitely yeah. NFL. Like, I mean, if there was an NBA one, it would be a wrap. Yeah. I would just sit there all day. Yeah, but. it's all just cosmetic.
0: But exactly. yes, oh, yeah. the NFL slot machine. I
1: 100%. I like, almost it want to sense. go just to play. I do, too. I really, really do. I mean, I don't I don't understand what happens either. Like, it's, you know, the fives and are you trying to match them up? And sometimes I don't If you, don't you have don't crowd noise on it
0: and you have logos... Uh, you, you're sold. you got me. Yeah, you're I sold. can I can say you're hypocritical I, and yeah. criticize you, but you got me. You just and gotta you put know it, you just Roger just gotta put Goodell. You know it.
1: Yeah. NFL unfortunately <laughs> wins again. I mean, it just it doesn't matter. Like this is what you can do when you're when you're head honcho. Like even even the things that you know are hypocritical or might be bad PR. Like you're still gonna win because <gasps> your your brand is just so strong that you know it's kind of in a way it's kind of like the concussions thing where it's like you know we'll. We'll look by the your hypocrisy because we just love your product so much that kind of doesn't matter. Kinda Especially doesn't matter.
0: if it's you know if you you get a jackpot, it's touchdown. Ah! If you're moving the yeah. ball or something, then you get the touchdown. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know it's a really, in my opinion, underrated game at like Dave and Buster's is the quarterback where you throw the ball. It's like the. Yeah, pop shop, the ba- but they just have, have like, holes yes, or something I in there. I
1: love that. Yeah, I've never done that. That would really? I've done it with baseball. obviously. Like, you just kind of throw things through. But I've never done it with football. That would because be great. Because I think yeah. you
0: do, you, you advance the ball downfield and eventually oh. score a touchdown. Oh, that's great. It's no, I haven't done fun. that before. I need yeah. to go
1: back to Dave & Buster's, too. I've I've only been to Dave & Buster's, like, once in, like, my adult life, and I still didn't, like, art, you know, go full in on the arcade. I feel like adult arcades are a little, you know, a little underrated, a little slept on. They're I, a lot it, of fun. Yeah, it's I just, gotta go. You know, take some money. They're a little far too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it takes takes some money for sure. Like it's, you know, but it's it is you do get a good ROI. You know, you do get a really good amount of fun that goes along with it. You know, right. so uh, I yeah I I feel like I uh, I need to uh, I need to reinvest time into Dave and Buster. And as far as the NFL Super Bowl jackpot slot
0: machine. They actually call it the Super Bowl jackpot slot machine. Is that
1: allowed? Aren't you? I guess they it's own it. It's their thing. I guess they
0: own it. But yeah. yeah. Uh, if you won once, just think, you're hooked. That's it. Yeah. You're playing I mean, that game the rest of the 100%. At least yeah. I am. I 100% a stupid would.
1: football fan. Exactly. Yeah. I would be like, oh my God. And you know, that, that might make Hall's- me...
0: Football fans are stupid. I'm saying
1: I am a <laughs> stupid, stupid football fan. Again, yeah, yeah commas are very important yes. here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think. And, you know, it might actually make me like teams that I, you know, maybe if I get a <laughs> jackpot on all Packers, I'm like, you I know. Never thought of that. Maybe they're not so bad. Maybe they're like, you know, maybe if somebody's like a real super fan and they get all the Packers, but it's a jackpot, it's like, yeah, you can have the money. I actually, I can't, like, in good consciousness, I'd love my team. I, I can't. Can't accept that Packer blood money or something like that. I
0: don't know. See, my thing with the different machines being different quarterbacks, you get a licensing deal with the players, and you can choose, like, oh, I want to play the Mahomes machine.
1: See, but the problem would be, like, the, the fact that, like, what State Farm ran into where they would try and, like, guess, uh, oh, Baker Mayfield is going to be, like, the next one oh, up, yeah. and it's like – Oh, why is Baker Mayfield on this machine like six years later? You know, you would almost wow. have to constantly update. Who wants it to play the, the Ryan
2: Tannehill slot yeah. machine? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> like I'm, I'm so good off that.
0: Yeah, you guys are smarter than me. <coughs> Coming up next year, Acuna is a great player, no question, amazing player. But his new record is trash. Wow. I'll tell you why next year. Why did Watkins takes. sack down sports?
2: Download the Sactown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone.
0: Well, I've already uh, gotten a complaint from a Braves fan. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whitey and Watkins on Sactown Sports. We need a
0: security guard out there, man. I happen to mention that Acuna, Ronald Acuna is an amazing player. Everybody knows that. Great game last night. Uh, The Braves... They don't win very often at Dodger Stadium. had a big lead. I think it was 6-1, and they held on, beat the Dodgers 8-7. So, a huge win for them. In the process, Ronald Acuna became, let's see, second inning Grand Slam. Made him the first player in ALNL history. First player ever to record 30-plus homers and 60-plus steals in a season. Wow.
1: Never been done before. That's incredible. Anytime that anything can be a first in baseball is just, I mean... I, you, you gotta, you gotta tell me, Whitey. How how is it? How is it? It's ashamed? trash. How is it trash? Like any in today's day and age, if something hasn't happened in the game of baseball, how are you gonna say it's trash? I mean, you are the guy who said that. You know, <laughs> Shohei Otani isn't the greatest player of all time. So, I mean, it's I guess, not right now, yeah. but I did back off on you did, that a little you bit. You definitely did. I you thought definitely about did. it. Maybe you'll back up mind? on this too. No. Okay. Here's why. Right. Okay. If you had
0: way back when, when you had home run records being broken yeah. by players on steroids, it's like, well, allegedly, right Hold on
1: sprinkle that allegedly on there. We, we don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's just, you know,
1: Which player needs the, hey, alleged. Barry Bonds never failed a drug test.
0: Uh, he admitted that he took steroids. He said he didn't know that he was taking hey,
1: steroids. I'm just saying. Just saying. You got to sprinkle all that. that was, you
0: know, that's wrong, too, because that was like sealed grand jury testimony. It's like, well, how's that getting
1: out? Hey. How did that happen? I'm but he saying, did. Yeah. Got to sprinkle allegedly on there. I'm not trying to get in trouble.
0: Okay. When a player who failed a drug test at a home run record, <laughs> wasn't that a little iffy, right? So, yeah, he broke the record, but. Yeah. It okay. Was, yes. Well, Cunha never. I'm not suggesting he failed any drug test, but. This is what's not being pointed out. Because, of course, not because baseballs like wants us to celebrate. The game is the best it's ever been this year. This is great. He's amazing. No one's ever done that. They changed the rule. They literally made the bases bigger.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally, literally did. They
0: changed the rules so yeah. that I can only throw over three times. Sure. Why? Because they wanted to make it More easier steals. to steal bases.
1: Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean this is so this is kind of impressive. But it. let's right.
0: keep that in mind before we sure. go. Oh, no one's ever done that.
1: Sure, I mean. It... Yeah, I mean, it, it does make it slightly less impressive. It's still, I mean, it still is an incredible accomplishment, an incredible achievement. That's right. Wild. Uh, <laughs>
0: You're right. It is great. I just have a hard time celebrating something that's never been done. Sure. When,
1: okay, but this is the first year we've had these current rules. Absolutely. I mean, and this is what like this is kind of the. I don't want to say the death, but this is like the first sign of you know what what baseball has had over pretty much every other sport is just how important like the records are and how you could truly compare cross eras because the game was was the same pretty much universally with you know the exception of like the color barrier being broken and all that stuff but uh this is kind of the first indication that some of these records that that have made baseball so universally through time might, you know, you might have to kind of view these differently. And, you know, there was like the dead ball era and things like that, which already kind of contributed to that. But, you know, it seems like moving forward. I don't want to say this is going to be the new norm that records are just going to constantly be being broken. But this is kind of a a, a domino falling uh, because of, of the effects of the new rules.
0: Truly great player and probably going to be the MVP this year. So I have no qual- I have no issues with him, what he's done, how he's done it. Just I think we might be overreacting a little bit to the historic nature of the record when they have changed the rules. That's all I'm saying.
1: Sure. I mean... <laughs> but I, still, I, it's yeah. impressive.
0: And I don't know if they, people are I, losing
1: I, their minds over it. I think, well, and that's if, the other thing. I haven't thing. heard anyone say, like, this guy is the...
0: 30-plus homer, 60 SEALs. That it's true, Sounds but, you know, nice. it's not, yeah, like a 40-40, whoa, the 30-30 club, yeah, the
1: 30-60 club,
0: mm, what?
1: Sure, <laughs> now, yeah, I mean. Now I'm nitpicking, but still, it's, yeah. it doesn't
0: seem like it's really a thing.
1: Right, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and maybe, you know, I'm not n- enough of a baseball purist to care about these things in the first place, but, you know, to me, it's, again, just more of a, a something that you can throw out there as, as, as a baseball fan or as an Acuna fan to say, like, I mean, just pointing at how, uh, you know, unique or special his, his abilities are. I mean, the ability to have power uh, but still have elite speed. Like, that that's always something that's been coveted, as you mentioned. Like, the 40-40 club, the 30-30 club. Like, it's just kind of an extension of that. And more. it should just more be used as an example of how unique this guy is.
0: Now, I will say this for Ronald Acuna. He's probably going to be the only player to accomplish this in one day. No matter what happens from here, no matter what happens to the rules from here, he's probably going to be, I would bet he'll be the only guy in baseball history from now till the end of time to accomplish a 30-home run, 60-steal season on the same day he gets married. Because he got actually got married what? yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Day began with a, what? a hurried yet captivating wedding ceremony and ended with him hitting a grand slam and leading the Braves to the 8-7 victory over the Dodgers.
1: First off, that's in contention for best day ever. Uh, 100%. I mean, hitting a grand slam, getting married and beating the Dodgers in Dodger stadium. That's, that's a pretty fantastic day. Don't know if it gets better than that, but like, again, like y'all know the season's going on, right? Like the, how, how does that, how does that slip through the cracks? How does, how do how does Acuna not have a conversation with his now wife about, Hey, like, can we just maybe do it? in good question, January, February, under the terms of her Venezuelan visa. Okay. Maria,
0: now Maria Acuna had to leave the U S by the end of the week and ah. wouldn't be allowed to return for another three months. There we go.
2: Very important. Keeping her context. And they do
0: have children away for a stretch run. Uh, and he didn't want that. So let's get, let's get her done. <laughs> Getting married sooner, solve the problem. And okay had a pretty big day.
1: Sure. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a great day. Can't, can't argue with the decision when you have that kind of day, but, uh, Now it's like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's all, it's all downhill from here, I guess, in in terms of, yeah, you can't, you can't really have uh, a better day than that. That's, that's just ridiculous.
0: Acuna is the second player in major league history to record 150 homers and 150 steals at age 25 or younger. The other player to do that, uh, Mike Trout. Never heard of him. Barry Bonds, Eric Davis reached 30 homers and 50 steals, but nobody until yesterday had ever combined 30 and 60
1: wow and i mean there's still some there's still some juice left in the season like he could maybe could he get 10 more could he be a part of a, a 30 70 club like <sighs> maybe uh, yeah is that any more impressive to you like if if you know maybe he no my objection still still counts. would
0: apply no matter how many steals he ends up with They change thirty five seventy 35
1: 70 no 47 no i mean what about 10, 10 more would probably 36, be
0: 36 52. Whoa. No, he's already 60. That's ridiculous. That's the thing. That would be wild. These numbers just
2: become so I mean, it's like triple-double. Your problem with it is that other players in the past would have gotten to this had they played under the new rules? Almost
0: certainly. Almost certainly. So while we acknowledge that that's great, let's not get carried away with, no one has ever done this, so it must be the greatest accomplishment ever. No, that's not fair to the guys. Who came before
1: him? Yeah, I mean, for sure. That's it's, all. It's yeah, sure. That's all. It's uh, that's the last I'm gonna say. I you think. just want to put a little asterisk on it. That's that's fair, but uh, you know, it's still we don't will need be, to go that far. Still to be seen how many people will do it moving forward. Though, I mean, I still think it's a it's a pretty ridiculous accomplishment, nonetheless. Yeah, I would I would agree with. Like, that. I don't know. How, yeah, how many people are even capable of hitting thirty sixty? Like, I. Even now, like, even with the new rule changes, like, how many people are even above 50? And getting that? married on the same day? And getting—I mean, I'm telling you, that's that's ridiculous. I hope they didn't do this ceremony. I hope it was just, like, a church thing. Or, uh, I'm sorry, a courthouse thing.
0: Because— It was the fastest wedding imaginable. It happened—it needed to happen in Los Angeles. Let's see. Uh, Acuna arrived at the team hotel at 2 a.m. Thursday. Well, woke five hours later, was driven 35 miles north to tie the knot— what? expediting a wedding that was initially supposed to take place in Venezuela over the winter. So I don't know. They just, yeah, I'm not sure wow. where exactly they had it or how it went. But
1: I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was. I mean, it, it must have been absolutely fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish, obviously, all the best for him. But, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's tough to have a better day than that.
0: Coming up next, do EuroLeague stats tell us how much uh, a, a player will uh, perform, how, how much he'll accomplish in the NBA. Turns out they do, and we have some good news on that. We also have an update on a former king back in the NBA next year. Whitey and Watkins, Sacked on Sports.